I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart. And close your eyes unless you're driving or operating some kind of machinery. So take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your worries go. Let any tension in your body go, and let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in. And exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of To Be Honest, and a very warm welcome to our first-time listeners. Today, we are going to explore the topic of window of tolerance. This term, coined by Dr. Dan Siegel, is used to understand the effects of stress on our nervous system and common brain or body reactions. In other words, it is a concept used to describe the optimal range of arousal in which a person can effectively process and respond to emotions and stress. So, when individuals are within their window of tolerance, they can handle everyday challenges and stressors without feeling overwhelmed or shutting down. 
And the idea is based on the understanding that our nervous system has a range of activation levels within which we can function optimally. We may experience stressful situations or emotions, such as hurt, anxiety, pain, and anger, that threatens to take us out of that window. Although generally we are able to stay regulated, you often hear me say we must process our emotions. It's only healthy. Process both comfortable and uncomfortable feelings. When our emotions are all over the place, that is dysregulated, then our life can feel hijacked by their intensity. So when we are constantly feeling triggered, our day-to-day -day life and relationships are affected, obviously, and we often feel out of control. So it's like being in the ocean in a storm, in a small lifeboat with no oars and no life preserver, fearing for our life. So we are really talking about our affect regulation. So what is it? Affect regulation and its inverse, affect dysregulation, in basic terms, means our ability to manage and appropriately respond to our experience of emotions. Remaining in the window of tolerance, it refers to the ability to experience intense positive and negative effects or moods without having our feelings become hijacked, becoming overwhelmed, or employing protective strategies such as numbing. Dissociation, using alcohol or drugs, or other unhealthy defenses. Now, for those of us who suffer from underlying trauma, affect regulation deficits will often need to be an initial focus of treatment. Therapy that specifically targets affect regulation is designed to help you develop the ability to experience and respond to emotions in healthier ways. Well, my audience, to this intention, we learn that our goal is to stay present within the window of tolerance. So let's circle back to Dr. Dan Siegel's window of tolerance. According to Dr. Siegel, there are three zones in the window of tolerance. The first is optimal zone. This is the middle range of the window where a person feels calm, focused, and can effectively manage their emotions. They can think rationally, engage in problem solving, and communicate effectively. Now, this is the zone where we ideally want to spend most of our time. The second zone is hyperarousal. This zone is above the optimal range and is associated with high levels of stress, anxiety, and agitation. So, when someone is in this zone, they may feel overwhelmed, panicked, or even experience emotional outbursts. And the third zone is hypoarousal. This zone is below the optimal range and is associated with low energy, numbness, and emotional shutdown. So when someone is in this zone, they may feel disconnected, lethargic, 
or experience feelings of dissociation. Okay, let me give you some practical examples. Let's say a public speaking. For someone who is in the optimal zone, they feel a little nervous, but confident enough to speak in front of a group. They deliver their presentation effectively with clear thoughts and minimal anxiety. For someone who is in the hyperarousal zone, they become extremely anxious. Their heart races, and they find it difficult to speak coherently or concentrate on their points. And for someone who is in the hypoarousal zone, they feel so overwhelmed by fear that they freeze, and they may be unable to speak at all. What about、uh, the example of conflict resolution? Let's say someone is in the optimal zone. During a disagreement with a friend, they remain calm and composed. They actively listen to their perspective, express their feelings, and work together to find a solution. For someone who is in hyperarousal zone, they become angry or defensive during the conflict, raising their voice, and the conversation escalates into an argument without a constructive resolution. And as for someone who is in hypoarousal zone, they shut down emotionally during the conflict, unable to express themselves, and they withdraw from the conversation altogether. The last scenario is stress at work. Let's say someone is in the optimal zone. They are faced with a demanding deadline at work, but they manage their time effectively, stay focused, and complete the task without feeling overly stressed. And for someone who is in the hyperarousal zone, the pressure becomes too much for them, and they feel overwhelmed and anxious. Their performance declines, and they may make mistakes due to the heightened stress. And for those who are in the hypoarousal zone, they feel so stressed that they become mentally paralyzed, unable to concentrate or make progress on the task. There you have it, my audience. The goal is to recognize when you are moving out of your window of tolerance and develop strategies to bring yourself back into the optimal zone. Unfortunately, disruption in our early childhood put this ability at risk. As our senses are heightened and our window of tolerance becomes constricted, we may find ourselves bouncing between hyperarousal and hypoarousal at opposite ends of the spectrum, feeling chronically stressed, tense, anxious, and overwhelmed at one end, or numb, deadened, and depressed on the other. Or remain stuck in high or stuck in low. So, in addition to disruptions in attachment during childhood, without proper training, we also may not know we have the ability to experience our emotions in a healthy way. When we are young, often we are told messages meant to calm us that typically do anything but, such as. 
just get over it, or stop crying, you're fine. When our caregivers don't acknowledge or soothe our emotions, rarely do we develop the skills to do so ourselves. So as a result, we may rise into states of high anxiety, hypervigilance, anger, rage, distress, dysregulation, or fall into states of dysphoria, depression, dissociation, and freeze. While these symptoms and the trauma we experience may be out of our control, my audience, the good news is the skills to manage and regulate these emotions can be learned and mastered through effect regulation therapy. To be honest, the skill of effect regulation is required in order to be able to stay present and to stay within the window of tolerance. My audience, I mentioned earlier, the goal is to recognize when you are moving out of your window of tolerance and develop strategies to bring yourself back into the optimal zone. Techniques such as deep breathing, mindfulness, grounding exercises, and of course, seeking professional support to learn the skills of effect regulation. Actually, last year in October, I have recorded an episode on learn to regulate your emotions. So I highly recommend you to have a listen. And of course, that is not a substitute for professional therapy. Nevertheless, having a few practical tools and techniques to understanding your own window of tolerance can lead to improved self-awareness, emotional resilience, and healthier coping mechanisms in challenging situations. Remember, my dear audience, everyone has their unique window of tolerance, and it can vary depending on various factors. The key is to develop self-awareness and recognize when you are moving outside your optimal zone so you can implement strategies learned to regulate and return to a more centered optimal zone. Thank you for listening, my audience. I appreciate you. And until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to learn about your window of tolerance. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-A-K-I-A-O.com. <laughs>